Welcome back to Your Voice First Podcast, where we bring you the latest in the creator economy, Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, and other Web3 technologies. Coinbase is the subject of today's episode. Coinbase has been recently releasing a lot of new features centered around decentralized finance and the creator economy. Coinbase announces NFTs are going to be coming onto the platform. Coinbase has partnered with United Masters to allow musicians to get paid in crypto. And the SEC is pushing back on Coinbase's Lend feature. Let's get into it. We've got a news alert on Coinbase. Very busy lately. Uh, Shares are down about 3%. The company has made a major announcement about NFTs. Kate Rooney is here with the details. Kate? Hey, Kelly, Coinbase is launching its own platform for NFTs. In a blog post, the crypto company says Coinbase NFTs, as they're calling it, will be a marketplace for minting, buying and discovering NFTs. It plans to add social features as well and talks about making the buying process easier. To start, Coinbase says it's supporting Ethereum-based standards and it'll add other blockchains down the road, but it's not live yet. They're starting with a wait list. And NFTs, that's short for non-fungible tokens, have really taken off this year. They're essentially digital collectibles. And the Coinbase announcement is the latest move by the company to differentiate in a pretty cr- uh, crowded crypto trading field. Competition is heating up lately with Robinhood, Square, SoFi, and some others. It's another way for the company to diversify revenue as well. And it adds competitive pressure to the biggest NFT marketplace out there, OpenSea, which is still a private company right now. And the move comes amid more regulatory scrutiny as well for the industry. Coinbase saw that firsthand last month when the SEC threatened to sue the company over its proposed crypto lending program. And Kelly, today Coinbase is seeing some delays on its platforms as well with transfers, buys, sells, deposits, withdrawals, and some trades. So we're keeping an eye on that. Back to you. Any explanation from the company as to what's causing that, Kate? And what would they bring to the table in the NFT space that these other marketplaces don't already offer? Yeah, no commentary from Coinbase. We reached out to the company. They sent us sort of the update that says there's degraded performance on some of those. So we're keeping an eye on it for full uh, when it comes back on online. But it seems to be affecting some transfers in and out of banks. Uh, As far as Coinbase in the NFT realm, they talk about making it easier. They have scale for one. So this company is really seen as a first mover in a lot of ways in crypto. Meanwhile, they're really uh, kind of the last mover here in the NFT market. Uh, There's a lot of players out there already. They can bring scale. They've got millions and millions of customers. So it's probably easier for someone to open up an NFT marketplace account when they already have a Coinbase account. They've got the scale. They also talk about user experience. So that's something they've got. Um, the just the uh, scale to add a really great app and user experience where competing with the likes of Coinbase for one of these um, NFT startups is likely going to be harder. They talk about social network. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what this actually looks like. But they say it's not, la- not launching quite yet, starting there with a wait list. So we'll have to see what it looks like. Yeah, that's always the way to build excitement and drama. Uh, Kate, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Kate Rooney. A lot of the engineering work I'm doing today is for the audio NFT platform Mint Songs. So hearing that Coinbase, the biggest exchange for crypto assets in the world, is going to get into NFTs obviously perks my ears to understand what role they're hoping to fill and understanding and observing how the company that we're building at Mint Songs might change as a result of Coinbase uh, taking the field. So Coinbase did a release on October 3rd, which at time of recording was yesterday. Uh, Their 
VP of Product and Ecosystem, Sanchen Saxena, did a post, and I'm going to read through that now, one, so that I can have another exposure to Coinbase's official announcement to their entrance and foray into the NFT space, as well as to give other people context that haven't necessarily read this post. It is about a three-minute read, so I'm going to read that now. Our mission at Coinbase is to increase economic freedom in the world. By enabling more people to join the creator economy and profit from their work, NFTs have an important role to play in this mission. Their impact is already being felt. NFT artists have shaken up the traditional art world. Industries such as fashion, gaming, and music are recognizing the power of NFTs to unlock new forms of creativity and ownership. But if you've tried to create or purchase an NFT, you probably found the user experience lacking. We can help. Today, we are announcing Coinbase NFT, a peer-to-peer marketplace that will make minting, purchasing, showcasing, and discovering NFTs easier than ever. Just as Coinbase helped millions of people access Bitcoin for the first time in an easy and trusted way, we want to do the same for NFTs. We're making NFTs more accessible by building user-friendly interfaces that put the complexity behind the scenes. We're adding a social feature that opens new avenues for conversation and discovery. And we're going to grow the creator community exponentially, a win for artists and for fans. Coinbase NFT is creative and creator first. Creating an NFT should be as simple as tapping a few buttons. Anything more complicated is a barrier to creativity. Coinbase NFT will be a peer-to-peer marketplace that empowers the imagination. With an intuitive design built on top of a decentralized marketplace, Coinbase NFT puts the art and artist experience at the forefront. A key part of that experience is control. We will make it effortless for artists to maintain creative control through decentralized contracts and metadata transparency. All NFTs are on-chain. The initial launch will support Ethereum-based ERC721 and ERC1155 standards with multi-chain support planned soon after. We'll provide the best user experience, but we'll never lock creators in. Developing community. Buying and selling will be a core feature of Coinbase NFT. We'll have a vibrant, secure marketplace, but we believe we can do much more. We're designing for social engagement. By fostering connections, Coinbase NFT will help creators, collectors, and fans build community. Based on your interests, we will curate your personal feed. Your profile will showcase all your NFTs in one place, helping you connect with like-minded fans or artists. The social element shapes the future by sharing passions, birthing new collaborations, and firing up the imagination. Expanding the creator economy. People are inherently creative. We create art, express our individuality, build community, and seek meaning. But there's never been a universal way for creators to own, control, and benefit from their creations, particularly in the digital world. Until now, our ambition with Coinbase NFT is to allow everyone to benefit from their creative spark, to contribute to the future where the creator economy isn't a subset of the real economy, but a central driver. Yesterday, Brian Armstrong tweeted out that over 1 million people have signed up for Coinbase NFT since they launched the waitlist yesterday. So in less than 24 hours, over 1 million people signed up for Coinbase NFT, and that waitlist is already larger than OpenSea's wallets. So the top NFT platform in the world, OpenSea, has fewer wallets that are actively trading NFTs than Coinbase NFT had signed up for the waitlist on the first day. This is going to be massive for the NFT space. 
all over Twitter, I see some of the top thought leaders talking about this, and everyone has this consensus that NFTs coming to Coinbase is going to be incredibly bullish or incredibly positive for the NFT space at large. The majority of the people that are interacting with NFTs are people that know how to set up MetaMask, know how to add funds to that MetaMask, know how to buy an NFT, sell an NFT. These aren't things that my parents are doing. These aren't things that my siblings are doing. The barrier to entry for them is way too high and their care and knowledge about crypto is way too low for them to participate. However, I could say that those same people, my parents, my siblings, my friends that don't own NFTs probably have the Coinbase app on their phone. I've actually helped my parents download the Coinbase app on their phone. And if Coinbase adds NFTs into that platform, my parents already have their bank account hooked up to Coinbase. My friends already have their bank account hooked up to Coinbase. If Coinbase removes all those weird things like having to buy ETH and price something in ETH, and if you're just scrolling on Coinbase, you can click the buy button and then you can buy an NFT from your bank account. That is going to be a big deal. I personally bought my first Bitcoin and Ethereum on Coinbase back in 2016, 2017. I have a prediction that many people will buy their first NFT on Coinbase as soon as they open up their NFT product. Just to give a statistic on what I said about 1 million people signing up for Coinbase and that being more than the number of active wallets on OpenSea, OpenSea has 600,000 users. Coinbase had over 1 million signups on the first day for its NFT product. So over the delta right there in the 24 hours, Coinbase was able to drum up over 400,000 more people than OpenSea has been able to get in its years of being a platform. Final comment. Coinbase coming into NFTs is very good for the NFT ecosystem overall. It's going to give NFTs significantly more exposure. We're about to have a lot of money and a lot of users enter the NFT system. This is extremely big for that factor alone. Generational wealth is being built inside of NFTs and Coinbase is going to drop the barrier to entry to allow way more laypeople to get into the NFT space. NFTs are one aspect of the creator economy, as they talked about inside of their post. The creator economy is becoming less and less a subset of the real economy and more like a central driver of the real economy. And talking about that, up next, we have United Masters revealing their partnership with Coinbase to allow artists to get paid in crypto. Music distributor United Masters partnering with Coinbase. The company will enable its artists to get paid with crypto through Coinbase's new payroll products. Joining us right now, first on CNBC this morning, is United Masters and Translation CEO Steve Stout. Good morning you to go, you. Man. I was seeing you. I was saying we have not seen each other in person it's been in a very, very long time. About a year and a half, two years. About a year and a half, two years. Yeah. So let's talk about this big announcement this morning. I'm super excited what we're going to do. I mean, just you know, the evolution of what we've done, what we've built for artists, disrupting uh, the legacy labels who've always had their fair share of success and not making sure the artists got paid. And now the artists with this new uh, partnership with Coinbase are going to be pay paid in crypto. They have that option. Let, let's explain this to, to everybody. And we've had you on the broadcast a bunch over the years. Yeah. You effectively created a platform that bypasses the traditional labels Mm -hmm. The artist gets paid directly right on the platform. You now have a partnership with TikTok and others. Yeah. Um, but now, for the first time, instead of just accepting cash, 
you're accepting crypto. Yeah, well, we allow, we're paying out in crypto. So what we've seen, Andrew, is that these artists, we have 1.4 million artists on the platform that we distribute around the world. And we've watched the rise of them asking to get paid. Payment optionality has been a big thing in this creator economy, right? And now they're asking to get paid in crypto. So partnering with the best in class, uh, which is Coinbase, in order to offer this product allows artists to get paid either in fiat, government currency, or, or cryptocurrency. How much of this, though, is, is, a, is about the artist wanting to get paid in crypto versus the customer wanting to pay in crypto? No. Well, well we're paying the artists, right? right? So we actually are taking money that comes into Apple Music and Spotify and converting it in the Coinbase so wallet to crypto. you're going to convert it into crypto. Yes, and convert it into crypto and pay out the So artists. this is less about the sort of customer demand for wanting to pay. Are there people who want to pay in crypto at the moment? Well, I'm not sure about that. I know that right. my job, our job at United Masters is to be, create frictionless environments for our customers, the artists, to get whatever they need. What are the things that make them happy? And what we kept on saying overwhelmingly was that they wanted the option to get paid in crypto. So we decided uh, we had to find the best partner to do it and the team at Coinbase. And is the plan to pay people in Bitcoin, in Ethereum, in they, something they, else? They have that option. They have thousands of pro a thousand products they can choose from. And how much of this, does this relate to any, any degree to the world of NFTs and how people are thinking about music as NFTs? Well, when you start well, that's thinking That's a separate about, issue. Well, it's a separate, it's not even, it's a separate opportunity. Okay. Okay. That, you know, what, what's taking place in crypto and blockchain and NFTs are just unlocking value for artists. So typically, uh, artists, they had to always, when we grew up listening to music, they had to find a record company in order to find an audience. Now they find an audience before they find a record company. So they can retain their rights, get paid in different, uh, how, choose how they want to get paid, and always maintain control, own their future, which is something that had never taken place historically right. in the music business. Payment optionality is a big thing in the creator economy. Payment optionality is a big thing in the creator economy. One more time for the people in the back. Payment optionality is a big thing in the creator economy. I remember when I first started allowing team members at my last company, Voice First, to be paid out in crypto. And I immediately saw some of my leading engineers want to get paid out in crypto, such as Ethereum, Polkadot, Cardano, um, we had some people that wanted to get paid out in Bitcoin. And so what happened was the income that came into Voice First was obviously US dollars getting paid from our clients. And then the company, my company, Voice First, turned that fiat currency into crypto. So we used a fiat on-ramp such as uh, Coinbase or Kraken or some other exchange to convert our fiat dollars from our bank account into crypto. And then I paid the team in that crypto. And what I saw is the majority of those uh, team members ended up saving, staking, or putting that crypto into DeFi instead of spending it. They spent obviously some of it to pay for their expenses like rent and utilities and food, but they put a significant portion of it away in DeFi applications where their money was able to work for them. And now we're seeing that those engineers, the people on my team that got paid in crypto, now have, they may have gotten paid at the time a couple thousand dollars in crypto but now that that money has appreciated now that that crypto asset has appreciated those thousands of dollars that they had are now worth tens of thousands of dollars which 
is a totally different paradigm as opposed to the US dollar, where if they had gotten paid at $80 an hour, that $80 an hour isn't really gonna change much if you leave it inside of your bank account. But if you convert it to crypto and put it, stake it, lend it, uh, just optimize your assets return inside of DeFi, you can turn thousands of dollars that you're getting paid, your $80 an hour next year might be worth $150 an hour that you were getting paid. And while a company might be paying out $20 an hour or $20 for a stream or 20, paying out $20, if you just hold that currency, if you hold that asset, it appreciates in value in a much different way than the US dollar does. And creators are realizing this, which is why I had to say it three times. Payment optionality is a really big thing in the, in the creator economy. Creators understand that getting paid out in fiat, your options of using those assets are very limited. But the second you get paid in some sort of crypto asset, one, your money's good all around the world, permissionlessly, um, you can just move it around the world no matter where you are, which is great for artists that are traveling on their tours and don't necessarily want uh, to have all the friction that comes with the US dollar. And two, your money works harder for you, which means better wealth generation for you as an artist. In the past, you were very limited and you had very few options. And now with United Masters partnering with Coinbase, more and more people are going to have this option to get paid in crypto, which is going to generate a lot of wealth for a lot of creators that right now need to have a part-time job. And now that they're getting paid in crypto, we're going to see more and more artists have the ability to truly thrive in the creator economy where they don't have to get another job, where they can really build their lifestyle around their creation and that is able to support their lifestyle, it's able to support their family, it's able to support their wealth creation to be able to pass on to their future generations. And companies such as United Masters and Coinbase coming together to allow creators to have those uh, payment infrastructures so that they can get paid out in crypto and so that companies that are getting paid in US dollars can convert that into crypto to pay the creators and contributors of their platform. These are essential steps towards really allowing the creator economy to become a reality where more creators can spend their time creating and to be able to earn a sustainable income to support that lifestyle with their art. Up next, and for the final clip from CNBC Coinbase News, we've got Coinbase's lending product, which has seen a lot of tension from the SEC. So we're going to dive into that now. Well, clearly Coinbase is asking for more clarity from the regulators about a product that they wanted to launch um, this summer. They announced it back in April and the SEC has not given clarity around why they don't want them to launch this product. And if Coinbase, uh, according to their CEO, were to ultimately launch it, the SEC has indicated that they would sue them. So that's kind of the high picture situation, but it really boils down to so, what they're saying is a lack of regulatory clarity. So what is the product that Coinbase wants to launch? In other words, if I have X thousand dollars worth of coin uh, of uh, a cryptocurrency in my account at Coinbase, I could lend that money, which it is, out to someone else who is qualified and collect interest on it the way yeah. I might lend securities it you would basically transfer your dollars into usdc coin or, or us dollar coin which is a stable coin that is offered by the center consortium which is led by coinbase and circle and so it's 
part of what I'm hearing from previous regulators, someone who used to work at the SEC, is that this stablecoin in particular, because of the backing, could in some respects resemble a security. And so that's what could be happening here. But the SEC will not really give any light or shed any light on why they think the product is a security and then the coin which you can ascertain yield on is potentially a security and really not giving much for Coinbase to work with. So the, the issue, Frank, is that you think USDC uh, itself could qualify as a security? I don't personally think that, but there are certainly regulators whom I've talked to, previous folks who've worked at the SEC, who think because of the makeup of this cryptocurrency, which is a stable coin, uh, which basically has cash reserves, but also corporate bonds and municipal bonds and other sorts of treasuries, right. many people think that that makeup and construction resembles that of a market mutual fund. And therein lies part of the issue, but also the, the lend product itself, because you're sort of lending out a security and then ascertaining a yield on a security also, um, also is problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me ask you, Frank, then, what you think this means for the future of DeFi? That's, that's probably the most important question, right? Because when I think about this news and when my colleagues kind of look at this, we think 4% yield, which isn't a lot of risk considering, you know, there are not only double-digit yields, but, mm -hmm. you know, you can get 100% or, or more, right, from dabbling with some of these different DeFi protocols. So the fact that they're going after what, what to many of us in the crypto space view is a not-so-risky product uh, definitely uh, sends an indication that they're going to be, you know, looking to make an example of someone big and then maybe going after some of these more smaller so, operations. So, so let me let me see if I follow, am, am correct here uh, because I, this gets dense in a hurry. The moment at which the original cryptocurrency is transformed into that USDC, that U.S. dollar coin, which is a mm -hmm. synthetic version, let's say, of, of, of the, the original of the, of the dollar and of the original uh, crypto asset, you're making a synthetic version, then that is the, the point at which the SEC would, would presumably say that it just it has become a security. So my question is, if I, am I understanding that correctly, number one? And number two, is this a race between the SEC, which would love to declare something a security so that they can then be the primary regulator of it, versus the CFTC, which might uh, be more interested in calling the crypto a commodity to be regulated, or something under the, uh, the Office of the Controller of the Currency to regulate? Yeah. Mr. Armstrong makes uh, makes that point that you have this tug of war between the regulators and that in a re in in some respects the SEC is kind of overstepping its boundary. It, you know, USDC very well may not be a security, and but the problem is not whether or not it is or not. It's that the SEC is not telling um, Coinbase or sharing exactly why they think this product is problematic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and they've tried to talk with them, and, and apparently they won't, they won't uh, meet with them or explain to them why they view this as problematic. Lending has been a standard product of DeFi protocols such as Aave, Alchemix, Compound, and the SEC has never pushed back and called those lending protocols securities or have 
drummed up any sort of legal tension at all. So what's different about Coinbase? Why, when Coinbase talks about releasing a lending protocol, is it scrutinized and pushed back on the SEC? With ultimately no guidance given by the SEC as to why it is illegal or how Coinbase can address the SEC's concerns to stay within regulations. This gets me really fired up for two reasons. One, the lack of guidance from the SEC is really frustrating that, uh, one, there's no regulation in place for this right now. Um, if there was regulation in place for it, the SEC should have sent that their way. However, what it seems the SEC is doing is something called regulation via litigation, where rather than coming out with any sort of actual regulation, they're just going to let the lawyers decide by taking Coinbase to court if Coinbase decides to uh, release their lending product. And then regulation gets decided through litigation of lawyers. And from my experience, lawyers are the exact last people you want to actually decide this regulation. They are not users of the product. They do not really have a stake in any of the products and their entire focus is around semantics uh, and writing up the regulations themselves in an enforceable way, uh, which isn't really of benefit to investors in the US or the platforms that are building these products. So the lack of guidance from the SEC and how they're just being very violent and aggressive with the court orders or the potential court orders, the threatened court orders. The other thing that is getting me fired up is the SEC thinking that they can really stop these kind of protocols. Protocols in DeFi such as Uniswap, Aave, and Compound are showing that we don't need US regulators to approve this. Uh, decentralized finance is decentralized. It's not centralized. You can't take it down like you could with something like a Coinbase that is significantly more centralized. Yeah, SEC, you might be able to regulate and prevent and shut down Coinbase, but Coinbase should be your friend. Coinbase is trying to stay inside of the lines. Coinbase is trying to seek and find regulations so that they can do uh, what regulators want. And the fact that regulators are not giving guidance is really showing uh, people building DeFi hey, do this off the books, do this in a decentralized way. Don't lean into the regulators because the regulators aren't going to give you guidance and they're going to threaten you. So people in Web3 are naturally going to think, oh, okay, you don't want me to do this? Well, I'm just going to do this in a decentralized way. And if you find me or you want to shut down my company, great. This lending protocol runs without your approval and there's no way for you to shut it down. So it gets me fired up because one, SEC not giving clear regulations and trying to regulate via litigation. And two, the SEC has the gall to think that they can stop DeFi lending protocols from doing this. When in fact, Web3 exists, it is permissionless. So people will continue to build these lending protocols without permission from the SEC. So in my opinion, the best thing the SEC can do is help Coinbase to create a lending product where Coinbase can lead the way and show how to do reporting, how to stay in line with the regulators so that Coinbase can continue to be that city on the hill that can represent how DeFi protocols can set up this technology. Because if they don't and Coinbase can't release these lending protocols, then it's just gonna stick in the unregulated decentralized finance ecosystem. Coinbase will not be able to be a competitive player in this and other protocols are going to take up that market share. 
Aave is going to continue to grow its market share. Compound is going to continue to grow its market share. And Coinbase is going to be left out. And regulators are going to be separated more and more from their ability to regulate. So while right now SEC might feel all powerful saying, Coinbase, if you release a lending product, we're going to take you to court. And they might feel powerful about that now. I think what they're going to realize in the months and years to come is these types of behaviors, these types of super aggressive behavior are ultimately going to limit the amount for them to be able to regulate in the coming years. Overall, super bullish on Coinbase. Back in 2016, 2017, when I got into crypto, I bought my first crypto on Coinbase. So they were my on-ramp to be able to turn my fiat into crypto. I have been earning money by staking some of my assets on Coinbase. And now I'm finally getting big enough to be able to say, thank you, Coinbase, for your custodial support. I am now going to be moving into a hardware wallet and kind of growing my own wings and taking flight. But I can't say I'd be where I'm at today without Coinbase. And it's really good to see that Coinbase is coming out with all these products. We've got NFTs, we've got potentially lending, and then we've got them helping pay out musicians and other artists in the creator economy. If you have any other questions, please reach out to Coinbase on Twitter. And if you want to follow me, you can follow sweetman.eth on any social media site. Thanks for listening. This is Sweets signing off. Mm-hmm.